again. Welcome to Man in the Post Extra Time as part of the World Football Index. I'm your host, Chris. Uh, with me this week, I've got Ryan. Hello. And I have got Jesse. Hi. How are you both doing? Yeah, I'm really good. Thank Ryan, you. I thought you were going to go. Sorry, I, thought, I was giving you. A I, oh, we were both being so polite. Oh. <laughs> one was fine. doing ladies first. The other one was doing age for beauty and all that. <laughs> <laughs> I asked you guys in the. Uh, I sent you guys a DM earlier on today, saying uh, at the start of the show we'd do a claim to fame. Now I'm disappointed to say that Jesse, you haven't got one, and Ryan, yours is feeble. So well, the feeble. The well, I've, I've, well, I've got. I've, I've potentially got two. One is football related, so okay. you know it's. Partially to do with what we're talking about. Go on, give us okay, your I have a ridiculous one. So, Ryan, you go first. Okay. Well, the football-related one is when I went to see Stamford Bridge for the first time, I said hello to Richard Attenborough. <laughs> and he was walking around. <laughs> he's a Chelsea fan. He was walking around. He walked past me and my dad and we went, all right. And he went, all right, back. <laughs> you didn't say all right to Richard Attenborough. No, I said hi. <laughs> you said hi? <laughs> Well, like, Even well, that's still like, too like, casual. Well, it was just a bit like you know, like you don't want to do, you don't want to draw too much attention to it. So we just did a nice little sort of a nod and a hi, and, and what we carried on walking past. He's a knight of the realm. You might as well have high fived him in your jeans that are hanging too low and your pants too high. Okay, I just totally changed mine based on this story, Ryan. Oh, oh excellent! <laughs> What's your other yeah. one then, Ryan? My other one is this is so tame. I don't know if Jesse. I don't know if you'll get this or not, but. The, the winner of the Northampton come dine with me was at my wedding. <laughs> that yeah, is... not, I don't know what that is, but I'm excited <laughs> about it. Come dine with me is a program where you get like four or five people from a certain town and they cook for each other every night of the week. And then at the end of the week, you find out who won based on them voting how good the dinner party was. This is on TV. Yeah. <gasps> you guys, I, just every week makes me just more sad that I don't live in... Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I've told you, I happily swap with you anytime. Well, I already have my ticket and my suitcase packed, and my dog is like has been in his crate ready to go. So. Well, you, you leave the dog, I'll leave the wife and kids, and we'll swap. Great. Okay. That sounds fair Good. enough. Go on, what's okay. your claim to fame, then? All right, well, I had another one, but but this is my... my, my uh, sort of, I guess, going hand-in-hand hand with the Sir Richard Attenborough moment. The very first time... I think I had been living in LA for, I don't know, a hot second. And I um, had an audition on the Disney lot in Burbank. And then I took it, I like was wandering around and took a tour. And um, I had not been starstruck yet in LA. And I had even seen, I had seen um, Drew Barrymore and told her that her shoelace was untied. And I had seen Katie Holmes in <gasps> the Trader Joe's. But I was so overwhelmed and homesick that. I was crying really hard. And you saw Jones a real-life like, Katie Holmes? Yeah, and my, my reaction was just like, <laughs> she's standing in front of the mangoes. Everything about this place is terrible. <laughs> because I was just really sad and homesick. Um, so I had not been starstruck in all of my, like, you know, three weeks or whatever in California. But I did my audition, and then I turned a corner on the Disney lot in Burbank, California, and I saw Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> yeah and he was laughing that like big booming dick van dyke laugh and i ducked i got so overwhelmed that i ducked behind a post like when a four-year-old sort of like playing hide and seek just hides their 
hides their face behind their hands. Like I was sort of going, oh, my God, I can't see Dick Van Dyke, so he can't see me because I didn't know what to do with myself. And uh, someone tapped me on the shoulder and said, he's really nice. I can introduce you if you want. And I just went, no, no, I don't. I can't. I don't know what to say because it's Bert from Mary Poppins (laughs) and Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. And I don't want to meet him in real life in case he ruins it. So for like five minutes while Dick Van Dyke laughed and talked to this person, I stared at him from behind a post, and then I let him move on, and then I walked away really happy that I had that moment. I didn't even say hi, or like, how you doing, or what did you say to to Richard Attenborough, Ryan? Hi. Hi. I said, <laughs> That's already, thank I said you, nothing. I just impression. stared at him from behind a post. So, okay, two things. When Drew Barrymore had her shoelaces undone, you told her, did she say thank you? Yes. Was she not? Did you I, save her life? So that, I didn't say, I I didn't say hi, Drew Barrymore, your shoelace isn't tied. I just said, oh, excuse me, your shoelace isn't tied, and then looked and realized it was her. But it was imperative that she knew this, because as everyone who has ever been around children knows, if your shoelaces aren't, shoelaces, <laughs> if your shoelaces are untied, you can fall and get a boo-boo. That's true. And did you call did Katie you... Holmes, Joey? No, I cried. <laughs> No. And got really sad that she was standing she in front of the fucking God, Chris. <laughs> oh, was I not listening? Uh, right, well, this week we're going to be... This is a World Cup qualifying bumper special. So, first of all, we'll go to Comedy Bowl and get this out of the way for Jesse. Right. Venezuela nil, Uruguay nil. My notes here say, nothing happened, Luis Suarez dived. <gasps> I have to go. I, you know what? There are some mangoes that need to be... <laughs> What, Ryan? Yeah. You're my favorite. <laughs> I'll tell you what. That's the best news I've heard all day. <laughs> which, which, which one of those statements was was untrue? Uh, well. No, Ryan. <laughs> all so right. I did start a start or not? I mean, that, that's the real question I've got. The to first ask part of that is absolutely true. Nothing happened. Yep. <laughs> I personally don't think that Luis Suarez should have played. Um, he has a cyst on his right ligament that needs to be operated on. Um, I got one of those once. I had some explaining to the wife to do. All right. You know. <laughs> um, just tell her that you're, uh, you know, you have another World Cup qualifier to go. <laughs> and you're stressed. Um but this is Suarez, and you don't, you know, he gets mad when he gets taken out with three minutes to go, so he's clearly going to play. But um, I think this was not the best refereed match. Um, there were some iffy calls on both sides. Um, I think Venezuela um, suffered not having, you know, they had three suspensions, but Wilker Farinha's in goal is just, uh, he, this, is somebody he the young lad, is he? Up. Yeah, he's yeah. their goalkeeper, and he has just been so um fearless and um his instincts are unbelievable and his positioning i think is great and he's he's not particularly tall and he's i think like broader than we usually see in in goal lately like this new crop of goalkeepers tend to be like um um string beanie looking Mm -hmm. which i think you know justin would say is the technical term Mm mm-hmm String baby. <laughs> um, I'm sure you used that last week. Right? <laughs> um, but, so Farinias doesn't really, I, I, I guess, match that, but I still think any team would be lucky 
to to snap him up. He is just so, so good. And had he not been in goal, we would have been one up in the first four minutes of the game. Ryan, uh, have you noticed this distraction technique where I said Luis Suarez diving? She started talking about the Venezuelan goalkeeper. And, and, she, and she hasn't actually clarified whether he dived or not. Yes, exactly. she did <laughs> The initial comment, well, the initial comment was, he's got a cyst on his leg. Does that mean he fell over? You I don't got... understand. No, he started playing, in, he was injured going into the match. Which made, him, which made him played. dive. No. Wrong. <laughs> False. Wait till I get in on you both about England. Just wait. No, well, we'll be saying the worst things. All right. <laughs> don't say them about Tottenham. I should not have started this podcast. What is up? Um... I don't even know what else to say. We played like, you know, we needed the tie. And I think that was dumb, but we got the tie. And uh, now we need to win against Bolivia at home. Mm-hmm. But I think that, um, you know, these teams that have already been disqualified, like Venezuela, like Bolivia, um, playing with nothing to lose really makes them play hard and play well. And so it's not going to be as easy as it could be. Okay. So did Luis Suarez die? Yeah, thank you. No, how many? No, guys. Oh, no. fine. Okay, sorry. I'll say in Spanish, no. Okay. How do I say it in Cornish? Uh, no. no. There you go. <laughs> okay, so that's a yes, he dived then. Okay, Argentina... Oh! <laughs> Uh, Let me say bad things about Argentina now, just to cleanse my palate. <laughs> okay, Argentina nil, Peru nil. Now, what have I written down here? I've written down uh, Jeff Safarfan went very close to that cross uh, from the left, and there was a free kick that Peru had. So Peru particularly unlucky. Uh, Messi went close from a corner. Plus, he and Mascherano had a couple of shots that went close from about twenty-five yards out, didn't they? Um, the atmosphere looked fantastic there. The Bombonera. Oh, Jesus Christ! This was like. This was this was like they were inaugurating a new Argentinian president. This was this was them. This is throwing every like piece of patriotic spaghetti at the at the bombonera and seeing what stuck. I mean, it didn't work. No, <laughs> obviously not. But there were, <laughs> there were a few Peru fans there as well, weren't there? Yeah, I, they... Peru played great. Peru has been playing. Peru clawed themselves. Up. This was a Peru that was on the verge of elimination, and this is what I love, and also makes me absolutely hysterical about Conway Ball. This is, you know, an Ecuador that was in first place and now it sunk to the bottom. Peru had no chance, and now is in a qualifying position. I mean, this is what this is bonkers. I will use my favorite word. Um, and bonco. Peru knew exactly what they say it again. Do it again. El bonco. <laughs> um, Peru knew what they needed to do. Um, but I think this is, is that the they, is that how they played? Is it they set up not to lose? I, I for me, I think that they, you know, they played smart. They they didn't. I think for them, playing to win at Argentina, they, they couldn't lose, and they knew that. You know, mm. losing would have been a huge risk because goal differential also matters. So they played smart enough that they weren't sitting defensively because defending for ninety minutes away at a place like the Bomoneda would have just been disastrous. Um, But they still managed to come out with a tie away. So I think for me, Peru's strategy really paid off. You know, they they scared 
Argentina with those with the wide play, the wide crosses. You know, they stretched them. Um, they they found those weaknesses. I don't think Biglio was at his best. Um, I don't know when Biglio does best, but whatever. That's another story. Um, I do think Benedetto was phenomenal. Like, mm. where has he been? What? Who? Why aren't we playing him more often? If he could play like this, if he could pull out a match like he did last night, I think that there's a spot for him on this team permanently. Yeah. Um, but this is an Argentina team that really need, that has not found its feet for a really long time, and you saw that with Sampaoli's face and mannerisms on the sideline. And I don't know what they're going to do if they don't qualify but we've also been saying this for enough time that like this isn't anything new and that's a problem and it's going to get blamed on Messi and it shouldn't that's why I'm saying this because he's uh he obviously left Argentina very early on to go to Spain so he's not gone through the system the same way that someone like Tevez who's played for Boca Juniors first of all uh or someone like that so he's a bit more distant from the Argentinian public so they turn on him quicker than they do the others yeah, I mean, you know, every time you talk, every time you talk about Messi with a passionate Argentinian football fan, which, you know, I try not to do, but somehow I manage to do often, whether they're my family members or like taxi drivers, um, the comparison is always Messi Maradona. And it's always unflattering because that is the comparison that Messi abandoned us, um, that Messi isn't a real Argentinian. Um, and that Maradona, like, lives, breathes, bleeds for the country. Um, I think, you know, interestingly, the last time I was in Argentina was right before Messi's wedding, and people sort of felt like, you know, he was marrying an Argentinian girl, he was coming back home for the wedding. Um, that that sort of did something. Um, but they question his passion, they question his patriotism, um, and they question why he plays so well for Barcelona, and not for Argentina. And they don't look at the players around him. Look who he plays with at Barca. Does he have that same, not talent, but but look at the coach. You know, Argentina has gone through so many coaches throughout the years. And they haven't managed to put together a squad that maybe um, p- puts players in their natural positions. Um, you know, they, they tend to fo- try to form a team around Messi, which isn't really fair. Um, he doesn't have the kind of, um, like, team spirit or support that he has at Barcelona. And he has so much pressure. He literally has the weight of Argentina on his shoulders, and he has the weight of an unsupportive Argentina on his shoulders. Well, I think that's what, why we saw him quit. This is what Dybala said, wasn't it? He? he says he feels the pressure to give the ball to Messi. Right. Right. And Messi feels that pressure. You know, this is not a cohesive team. Um, they are a hugely stressed team. When they lost the Copa America and then they, and then how many of them quit? It was Mache, Agüero, Messi and someone else. There were four of them. I don't even remember. Um, and then they came back. This is really like, like psychological stuff. Um, and Maradona, you know, whether he dealt with it through, like, fame and adoration and cocaine or, you know, whatever, <laughs> like, he had, there's a church, there's a church of Maradona right in Argentina. Like, he never lost his following, so he didn't really have to deal with this. Well, I'm looking at a map of the world right now, and this isn't true just for Messi, this is true for... Argentina's in South America, if I, you need to find. I, That's I've underneath Central America. 
I've got it. I can see this little country just to its right, but uh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'm looking. I mean, this isn't just true for Messi. This is true for everyone. And maybe this is something that gets overlooked a little bit as well. So he's flown from Barcelona down to Buenos Aires. He's now going to go up to altitude to Ecuador and back to yeah. Spain afterwards. That's an awful lot of travelling for him to do. Plus, obviously, the others that play in South America as well. But you wouldn't see a European player do do all that, would you, to go play for their country? Right. Right, and and not to discount, you know, Quito is not Bolivia, but Quito is at high altitude. Yeah, which is where they play next, um, their their last game. Uh, Chile beat Ecuador 2-1. Awful error at the end for the Alexis Sanchez. Oh. (laughs) Somebody, I don't know who it was, but whoever was at left back uh, got seriously mugged off and tackled. The ball comes to Sanchez about three or four yards out. Um, Colombia, Paraguay is where it was at there, wasn't it? Yes, but Ecuador, that just made it worse in that game because Ecuador had just scored and yeah. tied things up and had this, like, magical celebration and, and, and ugh, it was just a heartbreaker. They had, like, a <laughs> tiny glimmer of hope and then it got snatched away. It's the hope that kills you. Yeah. Uh, Colombia lost 2 went at home to Paraguay. Falcao with a rather sumptuous lob gave them the lead in the 79th minute, but... 89 minutes gone, they're still winning 1-0. 92 minutes, they lose 2-1. Oscar Cardoz with a... Uh, capitalised on the keeper's error. Both of these were, really. And then Antonio Sanabria with the winner. The keeper came up for a cross, didn't he, for the first goal and dropped it. And the second one, he spilt a low cross, didn't he? It, this was just... I mean, this was like... I, <laughs> the the gasps of of like what is happening and I can't believe this happening. I think we're felt all around the continent. It was, this is nuts, but I think this is the pressure. I think this is like, now it's coming down to like, there's no room for error. So there's so much error. Mm. Oh, definitely. Ryan, did you see um, the pre-match photo between Bolivia and Brazil? I didn't know. Uh, Bolivian striker Marcelo Martins was um, invited into the Brazil team photo because his parents were from there, and he played with Brazil up to under-20 level. Oh, OK, that's nice. Yeah, it's lovely, isn't it? Not sure how I feel about that as, as, say, Brazil, well, you as I say, well, you don't see much of that sort of that anymore, but it's, it's a really nice gesture of them to do, actually. Yeah, and it's I like that because Brazil, Brazil especially, like, um, you know, there's there's a lot of rivalry, and... and and rivalry with weighted history, like Brazil tweeted, the Brazilian selection tweeted today that Argentina need their sweet, lovely brothers Brazil to beat Chile and Sao Paulo in case they <laughs> fail to beat Ecuador at high altitude in Quito. We should give Ronaldinho an honorary farewell game. He never had one. Let him call his old friends, too. So this is not, it's not like there's a, like that was a very unaccustomed nice gesture <laughs> <laughs> well look the way standings are at the moment Brazil are top on 38 you're second uh, Uruguay on 28 points then Chile 26 Colombia 26 or the final automatic place uh, Peru in the plus spot on 25 and then Argentina on 25 you're there aren't you say not yet no say nothing can go no, wrong no, now no 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 Ryan you say it for her no 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 Ryan please, please yes. listen, don't say it don't say it Ryan don't say it no 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 oh god Ryan don't say it say it Ryan I'm not going to say anything now because now I feel like I'm under a lot of pressure. You're a proper little Jesse's pet tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He's not the favourite, Chris. (laughs) Well, Uruguay are home to Bolivia, so that's as home banker as you can get, isn't it? No, but remember that Bolivia have nothing to lose. Uh, I suppose. Uh, Peru versus Colombia. 
Brazil versus. That's gonna be great. Sorry. That's gonna be great. That'll be a That's draw. gonna be a really fun match. Okay. Uh, is Lima at altitude? <laughs> is Lima at altitude? It's high. It's a little. It's high-ish. Yeah. So will the Colombians feel that? No. No. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll go for a draw in that one. Um, Brazil versus Chile. The picture of the Brazilians with oxygen tanks after their match yesterday. What's that? Sorry. Did you see the picture of the Brazilians with oxygen tanks after their match yesterday? No, I didn't. Yeah. I'm not surprised. You definitely need one, wouldn't you? Yeah. No, it's you feel it. Hmm. Um, and then Ecuador versus Argentina, which again will be at altitude, won't it? That will be at altitude, and that will be away at altitude. And and Ecuador, I, I'm so I'm still really surprised at the way that Ecuador have plummeted because at the beginning of qualifiers, Ecuador were top, and they deserved their top. Like they were, they were playing such aggressive style of soccer and and I don't know what happens <laughs> I really don't <laughs> so if they can um uh they can pull something off here it will be it will be stunning but it will not be as surprising perhaps as in other years okay um right we'll move on to another time zone another place uh because we spent... want to say something nice about Uruguay first uh, I've got to buy that book you recommended, which mm-hmm. okay. You recommended the last one to me, which was amazing. So <laughs> I'm going to say it's a good one. All right. Well, that wasn't quite what I was looking for, but okay, fine. All right. Uh, <laughs> let me think of something nice else. Uh, he's got one of my favourite lines in The Simpsons. On. Uh, you know, guys. I don't know an awful lot about Uruguay. I have to admit. Yeah, it's a bit difficult, to be honest. The first World Cup, first welfare state I'm sure they had as well, didn't they? And quite a high number of black players playing for them as well in the early 1900s. Okay, there you go. Forward-thinking, progressive Uruguay. Great. Good job. Done nothing since. (laughs) (laughs) Ryan, you're continuing to do really well on this podcast. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Well, let's jump on our plane and leave Montevideo and head on over to Europe then, shall we? Uh, England. Who wants to talk about England? I do. Harry Kane is phenomenal for England. Tottenham are just so just qualified. I mean, England have qualified with help from Tottenham. Well, I think that I think they've also had help from Chelsea because Gary Cahill was, was in the central defensive. I don't even know who that role. guy is. And they, and is they he the one concede. flying the paper airplanes? Uh, I did see that video and that was pretty incredible (laughs) Um, how many Spurs players were in uh, this team Um, yesterday's team or in the England lineup because it is well can I count Kyle Walker no don't count Kyle Walker no that's not how it works no no we'll count that's not how it works (laughs) Ryan just just bear with me on this we'll count count Kyle Walker because he was there for quite some time wasn't he Okay, Kyle Walker, Deli Alley, Eric, you're going to no, turn Alley didn't play. terrible, are you? Huh? Are you going to turn this into something terrible? No, 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 no. Let's have a look. Uh, Kyle Walker, uh, Deli Alley didn't play because he was suspended, wasn't he? Uh, um, er- Eric Dyer. Eric Dyer. And Harry Kane. Game winner, Harry. Took to the 94th minute to score with those three Tottenham players playing at Wembley. Yeah, where Ooh. are the rest of them? What are the rest of the, the team doing, man? We shouldn't have picked we any should... Tottenham players yesterday. Oh, really? Then who would have scored the goal? Who, where would have the magic come from? The magic? Who would have come? Who would have picked instead? Um, 
Bobby. Wayne Rooney's going to jog onto the field and score a goal. Joe Hart. <laughs> Joe Hart. Score a goal. We have him to be very thankful for. He made a couple of excellent saves. Clean sheet. Clean sheet. Clean sheet, my friend. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Okay, so I've written down here as my notes, paper plane, streaker. Joe, Joe Hart cleans his sheets better than <laughs> Well, the problem was he didn't, and his wife found out. Oh, no, Ooh. Joe Hart also? I think he did. Allegedly, allegedly, I think he did. Allegedly, yeah. yeah. There you go. Katie Price, what allegedly, is... allegedly, I think. Who is that? She is... Um... A bit of a garbage human being, if I can be so frank. She is. She got famous about twenty years ago for taking her clothes off a lot in magazines, and helped me through university. Um, but anyway, it's a different story. She was really good at history. Yes, she was. Yes, <laughs> I always thought, looking back then, she had great things in front of her. <laughs> anyway, I've written down paper plane streaker, Rashford's chip that went wrong, uh, Wembley question mark, and goal. Well, what about, <laughs> what about top Liverpool signing? Oxlade Chamberlain kicking a bottle. He's not having that much it down. He couldn't even kick the bottle well. Like I didn't something. See that. Did he miss just... it? <laughs> he, he he got taken off and he was a bit upset that he was taken off, even though he played dreadful and kicked a bottle in frustration. Yeah. And, and did he miss it? Did he hit it full on? He, I think he hit it full on, but I think he it just sort of went sideways a little bit. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, look, we've qualified now, so we've done that bit. We're on 23 points. Uh, Scotland the next on 17, then Slovakia on 15, Slovenia on 14. Scotland have got, uh, was it Ryan Skirtle they got to, Martin, Martin Skirtle they got to thank for that? Yeah, I think so. There was, there was, obviously, they scored They scored really late on as well, didn't they? Scotland mm. did. Um, I haven't actually seen the goal, but I, I did hear that Skirtle was sort of doing some funny things. Some skirtly things. Yeah, some classic. Oh, I won't have a word said against Martin Skirtle. He, I actually, I love Martin Skirtle. He is just so, <laughs> I cast him, remember, I cast him in The Wire. You did, didn't you? Yeah. You did. Him and Alexander Kolarov, they're my bad guys. <laughs> uh, okay, so Sunday we've got Lithuania versus England, which is all a bit uh, epidemic now, as Doughboy would say. Um, Slovenia versus Scotland, Slovakia versus Malta. So Scotland, uh, they do need that win, don't they? Because we're going to presume that Slovakia will beat Malta. Yeah. Slovakia, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Group D, Wales beat Georgia earlier on today, didn't they? Uh, a rather stonking shot from Tom Lawrence from the edge of the area. Oh, yeah, I saw that, yeah. Oh, that was, yeah. Yeah, so that was pretty good. Austria versus Serbia today and uh, Republic of Ireland versus Moldova tonight. So, presently, uh, with those games still going on, Serbia are top on 18 points, Wales on 17, Republic of Ireland on 13. Now, the big one is Monday. Uh, Serbia played Georgia, but Wales are at home to Republic of Ireland, and I think they're still <gasps> Gareth Bale-less, aren't they? Oh, that'll I think be a so, good one. So that's all I heard on. I was listening to BBC Five Live on the way home, and they were obviously they were commentating over the game and talking about Bale um, mm. being out and and how they should have they probably should have scored without him. But you know what would what would the score be if Bale was playing? You know, are they going to miss him fully and they're going to not qualify because he's injured? It's really interesting to see how much one player. He is actually under so much pressure, even though he's not even playing. Yeah. It's like it's messy syndrome, and I mm. think especially for small countries, that does have an effect. I wonder how that affects them and the, the and the teammates around. Like I wonder how you know, and and also like, what does Aaron Ramsey feel about that? <laughs> well, he missed a, he missed a pretty good chance actually. I think during the game, and I think that's something that 
was brought up about Aaron Ramsey because he, he should be able to step up in that scenario. But they had Ben Woodburn on the bench. And one of the things was saying how he just... He, like, he's going to come on and save them. I was like, that's not going to help anyone else. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, you, you, we talked about Messi earlier on looking at like had the weight of the world on his shoulders. Do you remember Gareth Bale at the Euros last year? He he thrived in that situation, didn't he? He scored yeah. a few of their key goals for them. He looks really happy to be a team member as well, doesn't he? Um, it doesn't look like one bit that he's he feels the pressure, I mean, the pressure of playing for Wales versus the pressure of playing for Argentina is sort of a, a mute point maybe. But, you know, it doesn't look like he's got the weight that Messi has on his shoulders. He's playing with no, a think, sort of freedom, isn't he? But I think, I think it's Argentina are supposed to qualify. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the difference. Is, is the expectation level of the fans is, is obviously significantly different. The fact that Wales got so far in the Euros, you know, when Bale wasn't, he obviously contributed, but it wasn't like he was—he wasn't the sole reason why they got there. Yeah. And just to get there, it was obviously big enough that it didn't matter that Bale couldn't win them the tie or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I was saying to a girl, a guy at work today about um, Argentina and the rare result. A World Cup would be a bit strange if it didn't have Germany, Brazil, or Argentina there. I don't think I can remember one in my whole life that didn't have Argentina or Brazil. Nineteen seventy, I think uh, Argentina didn't qualify. Then I can't remember one in my whole life. No, not even I can remember that far back. Yeah. Uh, Group C, Germany beat Northern Ireland 3-1. Gosh, some absolute woofters in this shot, wasn't it? In this game, did you see these, some of these goals? That's a good word. What, I just realized, no, woofter doesn't mean what you think it means. I've written woof, and I was trying to sort of... Does that mean extra... like like when you woof it past the goal? Like No. What? No. Woofter, uh, back in the olden days of the 1980s, meant uh, a man that liked holding hands with another man. And I realised what I just said. I wrote woof, explanation mark. And I was trying to sort of extrapolate upon that because they really were some good shots. Um, and I picked completely the wrong word. Oh, it's a good thing, not a bad thing. Uh, it was a derogatory term for a gay person. So it was a bad thing in the... in the, But in, I think in the context that Chris was trying to explain it was would have been... There were some good goals or yeah. good shots. That's okay. right. But I you just used to complete the wrong word. <laughs> to like turn a derogatory thing into a great thing. Uh, okay, I'm reclaiming Woofter then for a, for a really, really good goal. <laughs> all right. Okay, I'm reclaiming that. And there's three good of them job. in this game, and they're all from the Germans. There's some Woof to the Germans. We're going to get some weird tweets. <laughs> uh, Rudy, after two minutes, smashed it in from 30 yards, then uh, Wagner with a lovely little turn and shot from the edge of the area, and then um, Josh Kimmick at the end with a little near post volley. He, it just makes me really question all my life choices, Josh Kimmick, because he is like nine years old and can do no wrong. Yeah, but Alfonso nine Davis. Nine years old is in the national team. That's what? pretty good. Well, you imagine He's... having a 14-year-old nephew in a, in a League 2 academy. <laughs> I've got that. <laughs> oh, <geez>. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Hello, Jared. He's a baby and he... he... <laughs> Hi, Jared, it's me. Um, <laughs> turn your Bluetooth off. Um, he... He's so good. He is. He is. He's very good. I can't remember. I think it was in The Guardian today. They were doing the most up-and-coming prospects uh, in football, born with the year two at the start of the year of their birth. God, I hate that. I don't want to read that. Thank you for warning me. No, my friend also put on Instagram the other day, we're closer to 2043 than 1990. (laughs) I don't know. I don't... You know what? I don't need to start drinking this early in the day, so thank you. No. Right, you probably can't even remember 1990, can you? 
Well, considering I was born in 1991, now I can't. Ryan, we were doing so well. Sorry, I can't, I can't help the year I was born. Like, he, he, can't help, he can't help when his parents had sex. Oh, oh, no. No. oh God, Ryan, I'm sorry. Is. My parents never did. I was found under a cabbage patch in Uruguay. It's fine. A cabbage patch? A cabbage patch. Yep. Oh, okay. Uh, anyway, um, Group C, Germany are on 27, Northern Ireland on 19. So they're guaranteed a playoff place, Northern Ireland are. Uh, group E, Poland beat um, Armenia 6-1 away with a Robert Lewandowski hat-trick. One of them, did anyone see any of these goals? It was an indirect free kick from about six yards out. It was brilliant. I um, I didn't actually. I poked my nose to the glass of a restaurant on Columbus Avenue that was showing this game, and watched for as long as I dared, and saw two of them. Because yeah. he's a, he's like a monster. He just <laughs> like can't help scoring. Oh no! Poking your nose through a restaurant on Columbus Avenue is that like looking through Weatherspoons on Market Street or something, Ryan? For you? I feel like <laughs> I feel like Columbus <laughs> Avenue. It's like looking at like I don't know what's fancier than Harrods. It's like that. Fancy than like Harrods, not Northampton. Shoving your face at the glass. Uh, so, from Northampton, I don't understand the concept of Harrods. Sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Having said yeah. that, I'd rather go to Wicksteed Park than Disneyland. No, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I had many a good time at Wicksteed Park. Um, yes, uh, it was. This, it was an indirect free kick from six yards out, which is always good to see because the wall was sort of everyone was still on the goal line, and he still managed to get it through. Um, Montenegro meet, uh, lost to Denmark 1-0 guess who scored Jesse Christian Eriksen he did he did it was a lovely little I goal <laughs> I mean Tottenham, Tottenham has already won World Cup qualifiers oh that's that one okay cool Shane <laughs> <laughs> uh, won't win the league but whatever <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to win the league right oh, that, uh, that, that makes sense going... that, 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 not... that explains the Leicester season okay, it's sorry. not about winning you're not it's in preschool now. Right. <laughs> it's about process and friendship. Sharing is caring, isn't it? Yep. <laughs> uh, Poland are top on 22 points, then Denmark on 19 and Montenegro on 16. Now, Poland and Montenegro play on Sunday. Denmark play uh, Romania. So you would probably be convinced that the top two go through. Uh, group where are we? Group A. We'll talk about Group A. Uh, they played tomorrow. That is France on 17 points, Sweden 16, and then interesting Holland on 13, Bulgaria 12. So um, Bulgaria played France, which of course is a flashback to 1993 when France uh, managed to contrive a loss against Bulgaria and Bulgaria qualified for the World Cup instead of their place. Um, Belarus play France and Sweden play Luxembourg. Now on Tuesday is uh, a big game between Holland and Sweden. Uh, and Hopefully... I got my fingers crossed for the Swedes. It's been funny to see Holland not a World Cup again, having failed to qualify for the Euros last year. Um, we could have France and Sweden go through. Yeah, that would be. Um, when was the last time Holland didn't qualify for a World Cup? Oh, I think it was in the. Was it two thousand and two, something like that? So it wasn't that long ago, was it? In, in the grand scheme of things, anyway. No, because well, I think, think two thousand and two. I remember, and they. I remember watching from high school, like sneaking out of a study hall in high school to watch them well 2014 they got to the semis of the world cup of course 2010 right. they got to the final didn't they right um i'm sure it was, yeah there's definitely one not so long ago they didn't qualify for and of course the euros last year they didn't people are saying this is problem with holland is they look too um introspectively so you've got robin etc schneider coming to the end of their careers and you've got this group of 
players that were brilliant in the mid-90s that are now their managers, um, all used to playing a certain weight. And it's very sort of incestuous and they can't sort of find... Uh, they can't find a different way out of this or they've got no new ideas, if you see what I mean. As I say, I don't know of many sort of, you know, up-and-coming young Dutch strikers, um, unless I'm missing someone really obvious. Wim Janssen. I was just saying, Dutch strikers, Dutch players in general, but, you know, you don't... It's not like when you look at the Europe um, hot list of all these young up-and-comers, you know, Holland doesn't really come up. Right, and there was like that time that Danny Blint was supposed to be the second coming, and that never really panned out. Um, but I think that if they don't qualify this year, are we going to start hearing that it's going? You know, that Arjen Robin and Wesley Snyder are not going to play another World Cup, so that they're not going to last another four years. I don't think it would. Danny Robin, I don't think Robin. As I say, I don't think Robin would at all. Brian, did you look at that picture of Iron Robin's son after I said? No. A couple of weeks ago, I told you to look at a picture of his son. Oh, hang on. Okay, carry on, carry on amongst yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Group B, I've written Sunderland, but I don't mean that. Um, Switzerland. <laughs> They're on 24 <laughs> points. Portugal, 21. Hungary, 10. So, uh, Tuesday, Portugal and Switzerland play each other. So, that could be quite an interesting game for um, qualification. Cause, cause for Ronaldo, remember, you mean? Yeah, well, of course, remember, it's only the top team that goes through, isn't it? The second-place team go to a playoff, don't they? I know. I want Switzerland together. I do as well, actually. (laughs) They're neutral. They have great chocolate. They don't have Ronaldo. they got Jordan Shaqiri. They do love Jordan Shaqiri. (laughs) They've got him. What would would happen if Shaqiri and Quaresma got into a battle? Who would you pick? It would be Quaresma. I've loved him for longer. Okay. It's nice that you're loyal. Yeah, yeah. Except when you come over here and I go to your place, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, have you found it? Yeah, it's spitting him, spitting him <laughs> to his dad. Jeez. No, it's Ronald Koeman. He looks like. Oh, is that what it was? Because uh, I was looking at it. He does look like Ronald Koeman. Though you're right. It does. <laughs> Uh, Group G, Spain on 22 points, Italy 19, Albania 13, um, Italy play Macedonia tonight and Spain play uh, Albania and Spain are playing with Gerard Piquet after he questioned whether he should continue right. playing or not. Um, and Monday is Albania versus Italy and Israel versus Spain. I think Spain are pretty much nailed on for that, aren't they? That seems like it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Group H, Belgium already qualified on 22 points, second place Bosnia uh, on 14 and Greece on 13 points. Uh, no Pjanic for Bosnia as they take on Belgium tomorrow. Um, Cyprus versus Greece. Is that come some kind of? I think might need an. Do you think we need independent observers there? Are they playing Greek Cypriots or Greek Turks? Does that make a difference? I'm not sure. If it, I'm not sure if it does make a difference or not. Actually, Greece needing the points, playing a load of Greek Cypriots. What could go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Group I finally is very, very open. Uh, Croatia on 16 points, uh, Iceland on 16 points, Turkey 14, Ukraine 14. Now, Croatia play Finland, uh, Kosovo home to Ukraine, and Turkey versus Iceland going on right now. Uh, And I think Iceland are winning. Uh, Did you need us to confirm, or is that...? I think they were winning on Twitter earlier on. They were winning on Twitter. They were were winning on Twitter. I saw on Twitter they were winning, sorry. (laughs) 
Um, the FIFA rap, uh, when they talk about Kosovo, is quite funny because they have Kosovo... Um, they have all the countries with their flag next to them and they don't have a flag next to Kosovo. And then when it comes to showing Group I, they don't have Kosovo at the bottom either. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> I wonder if this is because the World Cup is being played in Russia next year and, of course, Russia are Serbia's best friend and don't recognise Kosovo. Not sure. I mean, oh, Iceland are still winning by those 3-0 to Iceland. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. It looks like there's, I think what we're doing this song, it looks like there's some crackers going on. Austria 3, Serbia 2. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, someone got... just went down in the Ivory Coast game. Oh, oh, and... oh, no. And we're this pushing. Is, oh, this don't is push, live... guys. Oh, a bit of common shit houseery. I like that. That's what we want. <laughs> uh, oh, no, no, no. You, see, you use Spain your, your words, not your hands. You're not in school now. I yeah, know. The thing is, it's the best when footballers use their hands because they do it in... If they were on the street, they'd be punching each other. But because they're on the football pitch, they, they lightly push each other and instead they put their... Like they're about to kiss, like proper put their heads up against each other. Like, I'm going to knock oh, you out. Oh, that I'm not really. That's what it is. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, I think this is probably a lot All of right. pent-up frustration. This is just a lot like. Of, like, of, like, gesturing. Like, yes. maybe I'm dancing, but more likely I'm telling you, like, where you could put... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. Who saw Roy Keane's right. comments on Kevin Doyle this week? I did see Roy Keane piping up about something, but I didn't actually see the full comments. Kevin Doyle has had to retire the immediate effect because he keeps getting headaches, um, possibly from heading the football. And mm. so he's had to retire. And Roy Keane said that it's a contact sport and risk is always involved. And if you don't want contact, go play chess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, because there was a whole debate about it because I think it all, again, it was. Five Live on the way home from work, it was talking about it and that there's a new study coming out soon about how the brain gets affected by heading the ball and all this. But mm. yeah, no, like some I think I did see someone I was back in at Roy Keane where it was like, you're not going to take heading out of football, are you? Well, maybe, maybe they should. I don't know. Well, maybe, maybe they should, but I, I don't, it would certainly change the game completely, wouldn't it? Well, I headed the ball on the top of my head the other day rather than my forehead and I felt it for ages afterwards. And that's only oh, really? Once. And that's only once. You play a proper 11 and side game, and how many times a game does a defender head the ball? True. So, yeah, maybe they should. Um, okay, so that brings us to the end of uh, Europe qualifying. Are we jumping on a plane and going over to Malaysia? Oh, okay. You ever been to Malaysia before? I hope there's good food on this plane. I haven't, no. No? Uh, no, the steak's oh. on it instead. I, I was, last time we... Went around the world, so I've, you know. Oh, you're using that card. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Change my answer. I've definitely been to Malaysia. Because <laughs> this is where Syria played Australia um, and drew 1-1. Who saw anything of this? I did not. Not I. No? Do you not think I'm going on a podcast on Friday? I might have to research some of this. To be honest, I did think that, actually. <laughs> I and hopped then... on this podcast right, right after I taught small children. Right. I'm sorry. I mean, I've been playing virtual football all week. Does that count? Can I tell you about my FIFA experiences, or is that not? Did you play as Uruguay? Did you win? I didn't play as Uruguay because there's no dive button. I thought it was pointless. Oh, there's (laughs) no one left on this podcast that can be my favorite. I where's Toby? Sorry, I'm sorry. There was no. That was no. No, you don't. No. Did you not play Russian Diamonds? 
I didn't play Rush Simulator Time is now. Rubbish and dustbins. <laughs> <laughs> I always remember Northampton fan calling them that once. That's <laughs> what we did. Uh, who are you then? Who have you been playing as? Um, well, I've been playing the Ultimate Team mode, so a bit of a. But I've, I think I've been, I've been learning a lot about the Italian league, actually, because I've been getting a lot of Italian league players in, which yeah. has been interesting. So I've been on a bit of a journey from that perspective. This is FIFA, not fo- uh, not FM. Yeah, yeah, FIFA. Right. Football, yeah. football Manager is going to be soon. Like, the pre order's in. I'm ready for it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just different. I, I know. I know how you feel about these child games. <laughs> Before your next comment, Ryan, you're married. You're a married man. You got no Probably. business playing computer games. <laughs> you don't got no business playing computer games. You're grown up now. <laughs> That's no fun. <sighs> oh, one okay, of well. one of my brother's coworkers invented or wrote or I don't know what the word is for computery things. A, a computer game called Behold the Kickmen, and it's a it's a football game for people who know nothing about football. So the pitch is round, oh, right. and you get yeah, you get more. <laughs> see, it's for Chelsea fans. You get more points the further away from the goal you are. Is it on the App Store? I have no idea. My brother plays it, and he thinks quite fun, actually. nothing about football, and he thinks it is hysterical and so fun. So now he thinks that this is what football is. He calls is me and he's like. Behold the Kickman. Right, I'm on the App Store. Ryan, you didn't have a. But it's a computer thing. It's a computer game, not a phone game. I don't know the difference. Hold the hand, did you say? No, behold the Kickman. Oh, no. Oh, it's $4 on the PC. No, £2.79. A solid. The the first review is a solid 6 or 7 out of 10. Ooh, there you go. There you go. £2.79. Have you got £2.79 to spend now you're married? Shouldn't you be buying uh, light switches or something? Light switches? <laughs> yeah, I do, but... I think you have to buy light bulbs. You have to buy light, light switches. It, I tell you what, it does actually look pretty fun, to be fair. <laughs> you haven't got this disposable income. You should be you should be saving up for baby grows and things. Baby grows? Ah, oh, okay. Prams Ryan, and... do you have something to tell us? No. <laughs> Prams and cots and things like that. You have to tell me when. You have to tell me when I have to start knitting um, Spurs-colored tiny onesies and hats. <laughs> the thing is, Chris, you painted such a good picture of, of parents, you know, coming on to coming on to the podcast and then leaving three minutes in, and, go, and then I get a message: "Sorry, the the kids have been using their laptop and they're not been charging yet." Like, sounds great. <laughs> I'm the best advert for contraception you'll ever get. <laughs> uh, anyway, back to Australia and Syria. Um, so nobody's seen this then? No. Oh, honestly, you have one job. Uh, okay. <laughs> Robbie Cruz on his birthday gave Australia the lead. Uh, and then a penalty, a rather iffy Suarez-esque dodgy penalty. Ah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the defender and striker jumped in the air. Defender used his arms a little bit on the back of the striker who fell on the ground forlornly uh, referee gave a penalty and Omar Al-Soma who's been nicknamed the Arabian Zlatan I don't know by who but this is what the commentator kept calling him um, scored uh, a penalty with five minutes left so the return leg is on Tuesday um, Australia are ahead because the way goals do count double um, and the winner gets to play the fourth place team in CONCACAF right we've gone into Syria a little bit before haven't we but there are many threads available 
on Twitter as to why uh, this maybe isn't the fairy tale we are all expecting it to be. So, I mean, you can always always go check those out. They're all very, very interesting. Um, if only I knew of a good place where I could read an article where sport and politics do actually mix, Jesse. Um, I hear, like, you know, Trump.com has some really interesting stories. Uh, any, like... Websites that are sort of female blogger related about efforts that might be a bit unusual. <laughs> <laughs> Unusualefforts.com, Christian oh, Ryan. Wow. Well, I've never heard of that. That sounds really like a really interesting website. I might actually go on that right it's after like, this podcast. It's like pulling teeth, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so who's written about that there then? Um, I have. And what I, did you someone, write? I wrote a ridiculously long article that you guys have been nice enough to read about well, no, um, say, say you guys it was only me that plugged it last week ryan never actually said he read it that chris who's now my favorite has been nice enough to read um about some of the times when um football and politics were intertwined around the world even okay. in your country yes have you read it ryan you read it I haven't actually. I'm, 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 I'll admit I haven't read it, but I'm going to definitely read it after this. After we <laughs> Ryan, 100%. you have like a long list of things that you're going to do after this. Yeah, well, yeah. well, we know that making babies isn't one of them. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Syria are going to play the fourth place team in uh, Concacaf, which, as it stands, has got Mexico on 18 points, Costa Rica on 15, Panama 10. And that fourth place team is uh, the United States, who are ahead on I've goal never difference, ahead uh, on goal difference of Honduras on nine points. Right, that team you've never heard of are playing Paraguay. Not Paraguay. I'm playing Panama. Paraguay. Okay. Yes. Hey, they're playing Panama. If they play Paraguay, I'd eat my hat. <laughs> hey. Yeah. Um, yes, Panama are any good? Tell us about Par- Panama. Uh, Panama. Panama are actually having a very good season. Um, they have built. Uh, they were. They don't have a strong footballing history um but they've built up their national team with some um league players and so they have a they have a pretty good team um and we have some panamanian players in our mls team league so the panamanian players have a better sense of what of who they're facing so i think panama actually have a shot okay uh costa rica playing honduras um is that a local derby? No. no. I mean, it's a Central American. They're both in that's, Central America, but they're that's, not named. That's local, Jesse. Come on. Well, Come I, on. I mean, it's like, I guess, would you say like, I don't know, like France and Spain are? Oh, the next week. Sorry, I was trying to look at my map. I just pulled my headphones out my ears. Oh, they're not next to each other. It's, I guess it's sort <laughs> of like, it's like France oh, and Portugal. Nicaragua's in the way. Right. So it's like, I don't know. Is that France and Portugal? Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. I don't know. It was it's all the down. France-Portugal derby of Central America. <laughs> it's not in Cornwall, and it's all down that way. So, <laughs> okay. So there you go. Yeah. It's all in the same place, really. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Tuesday's Honduras versus Mexico. Trinidad versus United States. Oh, Panama versus Costa Rica. This could be a local derby. There you go. I could They're be next to each other. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of that gap. Is it the derby? It's not the Darwinian gap, is it? It's the I don't know. So something That's gap. Ecuador. What's no, happening? Not. What do you mean? Like <laughs> <laughs> Galapagos Islands? Are they playing? <laughs> the Galapagos Islands Ultras. 
<laughs> uh, okay, so uh, what do you reckon you're going to do out of those few games then, Jesse? Are you going to end up playing Syria or Australia, or are you going to go through automatically? Um, uh, I somehow... Darien Gap. It's that... called the Darien Gap. That's it. Oh, okay. Okay, sorry. I like Galapagos Islands a lot better. <laughs> um, go on, carry I on. Just have this, I think that a couple tortoises and birds on a pitch would be really fun. <laughs> um, I think... I just think CONCACAF is is not there are enough teams in CONCACAF and and not a lot of strong teams that like the United States just sort of squeaks by by default. So can anyone be one? can anyone I mean Mexico part anyone can beat anybody on any given day is that pretty much it? Yeah. Well, no, I think that's the problem. Like, you know, Trinidad and Tobago Although they have good players, they're, they don't have the infrastructure and they don't have the size and they don't have the money. So they're not going to go through. Mm. You know, the United States has a lot of money um, and they have a, a lot of like, they have a big enough presence in FIFA that they're going to, you know, they, they have a, a huge. Um, uh, what's the word in English? Oh, my God. Darien Gap. They have a huge Darien Gap. They have a huge. Um, El Gap. Better thing. They have a huge much of betterance. <laughs> right. What is wrong with my brain? Um, the gap between the United States and the smaller countries is is large. Yeah. And there's a word for that that is not coming to my brain. Big. Um, but it will in like nine hours. And I will WhatsApp you guys in the middle of the night and say, this is the word. Um, You're going to sit bolt upright in bed at about three o'clock in the morning, aren't you? Yes, and go... Oh shit! And then I will say sorry, Jared. Um, but yeah, so I think the United States just has um, what these other countries, nations don't, and that you know is not fair, but it is what it is. Hmm. Okay, uh, right. Jetting over to Africa, then uh, some games going on this weekend. Right, Africa only the top team qualify. I've just had this verified by Sandals for goalposts. Um, but only the top team actually qualifies. So Group A, Tunisia and, uh, not Dr. Congo, DR Congo, both on seven points. Uh, Guinea played Trinidad. Uh, no, hang on. Ooh, not Trinidad. Sorry. Guinea the, the, the Ivorian goalkeeper just crashed outside of his box. What's going to happen? Nope, it's fine. Don't worry, guys. It's all fine. Waved off. Okay. It's all fine. Uh, it's all good, guys. <laughs> this audio-only podcast is great. <laughs> <laughs> Tunisia and Dr. Congo are both on seven points. Uh, Guinea played Tunisia and uh, Libya played Congo in that one. Group B, uh, Nigeria on ten points, then Zambia on seven. Uh, Nigeria plays Zambia and Cameroon, who are back on third plates and only three points. Um, they play Algeria. Uh, Ivory Coast currently playing Mali, is that right? Yes, 0-0, 85th minute. Okay, Ivory Coast the top on seven Serge points. Serge Aurier just came out. Serge Aurier is captain, isn't he, someone said? Yeah. Uh Morocco playing Gabon. How's that one going? Can you do you know? Uh, let's see. Because they're behind, only a point behind our six points in Morocco. Tick tock, tick tock, tick tock. I know, I know, I know. I'm not good at this. Pressure. Jesse, the pressure's on you right now. Oh! A million downloads, man, of the places had, oh and they're all God, listening oh to you. Oh my God! Podcast listeners, talk amongst yourselves. We'll go Group D. Burkina Faso on six points. Cape Verde on six points. Uh, Senegal on five, Ryan. Um, South Africa played Burkina Faso. Cape Verde played Senegal. 
Uh, and lastly, Group E, Egypt on nine points. Egypt not qualified for a World Cup since 1990. Um, and, of course, have won several African Nations titles in between. So it'd be nice to see them there again. Uh, Uganda on seven points. Ghana on five. And playing this weekend is... Uh, I've written Egypt and Congo again. Is that right? How many Congos are there? <laughs> I don't know. Something's gone wrong there. Uh, and Uganda versus Ghana. Jesse, have you got an answer? Nope. Don't worry. Anyway. How do you find this? Where, do, where I can't. Ask Siri. <laughs> I don't. She doesn't talk to me. Oh, you've got an Android, have you? No. You've got an iPhone? Yes. But hey. I don't like when technology is smarter than I am, so I don't let her talk to me. <laughs> have you been into the Apple store yet? And the big one? No. Well, you need to go in there. Oh, no. You need to go in I there. I know. Subscribe to Man on the Podcast. We could be number one in the podcast charts if you go through and do that. Let's see. You keep Googling. I'll go through the qualified teams with Ryan. Okay, good. Ryan, qualified teams. Qualified teams. So nine teams are qualified for the World Cup so far. Russia, well, including Russia, well, who are the hosts. Oh, there's like, I can't wait. Do we really need to include Russia at this point? <laughs> Probably not. Uh, Brazil, Iran, Japan, Mexico, Belgium, South Korea, Germany, and... Spain. England. Well, Spain are on that too. And yeah. Tottenham. And Tottenham. Spain? Have they, have they won, have they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. I thought you... I thought you were... Because obviously the list is probably from before they won the game, so I just jumped in thinking it was going to be Spain. Forgot about England because that's how forgettable last night was. <laughs> well, no, I, I wrote this about eight o'clock, so yes, this was all pre-Spain kickoff. Um, would you like some stats? I, I love me some. We stats. love stats. Exactly. So far in World Cup qualifying, there have been seven hundred and eighty-three matches played by two hundred and nine teams. Um. And there have been 2,223 goals. Annoying, that's not a palindrome. We're one goal away from that. Uh, an average of 2.83 goals per game. That's a really Wait. good stat. There you go. That's a lot of goals per game, yeah? Yeah, that's a lot of goals per game. Sadly, only one of them was at England last night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, some other news before we log off. Um, Jupp Heynckes has been hired as Bayern Munich manager. I think that's till the end of the season, isn't it? Yes, I believe so. Uh, and the A League is back. Woo! The A League! Yay! Yay! I like me a bit of A League. It's a little guilty pleasure of mine. It's just hard for for me over here with the time difference. Oh God! So what's the time? Isn't it hard for you there with the time difference? Uh, they're between eight and ten hours ahead, depending on which side. Oh, uh, which? Yeah, between twelve and fourteen. Ooh. That's a little bit difficult to manage, I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Okay, well, look, um, if you want to read about it because you can't see it because of the time difference, you could go to worldfootballindex.com and there is a pre-season preview, which I stayed up all night writing. Oh, did you? Oh, I'm going to check that out. Well, I didn't stay up all night. I was up to about well, 4 right. writing. <laughs> well, you can't say, I stayed up all night doing it. And then like, when I go, oh, did you? And you go, no, I didn't actually. <laughs> it felt like it. Every last look, keyboard Look, even my dog was... is mad. He's barking yeah. right now. Every last keyboard stroke was thundered down on there as it was getting later and later. But yeah, there's a pre- all 10 A-League teams are previewed. Um, and it kicked off this morning with Melbourne City, who are the Manchester City franchise. Uh, they beat Brisbane Raw 2-0, two goals from Bruce Kamau. Um, with Massimo Macaroni playing for Brisbane Raw, Ryan. Who's sorry? Massimo Macaroni. Oh, for crying out loud. Ryan, that, um, you eat that with uh, <laughs> you never heard of Massimo Macaroni? Yes. I haven't. Have you not? He played for Middlesbrough about 15 years ago. I, 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 
You were still in short trousers then, weren't you? Yeah. Brian, okay. add that to your list of things we're going to read about and look up. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, yeah. I'll just uh, write, write that down. Uh, yeah, okay. Well, he's interested because he uh, left uh, Middlesbrough and went to play in Serie A, and he was Empoli last season. Empoli went into the last game of Serie A, um, a point above the relegation zone and um, safety in their hands. They ended up losing and getting relegated, and he's now left and gone to Brisbane Raw and has started with a 2-0 defeat. Um, Ryan, have you got BT Sport? I do. Right, tune yourself in tomorrow morning, which is Saturday, listeners, um, to BT Sport, because I'm hoping that they're going to be showing it. It's the Big Blue Derby, Melbourne Victory versus Sydney FC. Um, it's a replay of the grand final that was back in May, which Sydney FC won on penalties. Uh, they drew 1-1 over 90 minutes in extra time, and Sydney won uh, on penalties. Both these teams have got, I think, both, I think, Melbourne definitely have, uh, Sydney have as well. They've got three grand final victories each. Um... Melbourne are my team of choice because they got my favourite player, Bessart Barisha, playing for them. But check that out tomorrow morning. It's the biggest game in A-League. Okay, I'll have a look. Yeah? Yeah. Managed by Kevin Muscat um, and... I'm trying to think who else was playing for the... But I don't think you would have heard of many. If you've not heard of Massimo Macaroni, you're not going to have heard of many others. The other one's name is Paolo Ravioli. He's great. Paolo Ravioli. <laughs> well, there's no Bruno Fornaroli this season. He's injured until at least Christmas. <laughs> so there's no reason for you to watch it, Jesse. <laughs> uh, but yeah, check it out tomorrow morning, right? Yeah, I would do. They're nice kits as well. I like me the, the, the nice kits. I quite like the Sydney FC kit. But this is like the big this is like the big rivalry of the league. So go watch. This is probably the best game to jump into. This is the best one to jump into. Yes, normally on from about oh, switch on about eight o'clock. You're married. You'll be up at these times now. You'll be sort of <laughs> things in sheds and stuff at that time of day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You'd mow the lawn by then, surely. Uh, well, that's a bit of a contentious topic, so I wouldn't rather get into it. Why is it contentious? No, no, well, now you've said that, you have to. Why is it contentious? Just because I don't do it. Right. You don't leave it so, to Mrs. Ryan to do, do you? No, she just doesn't do it either, so the grass just doesn't get mowed. Oh, crap. Well, have you got an electric mower or a petrol one? Electric. Oh. Why don't you... Why don't you not have a lawn? Can you plant, like, a gar- like a like a vegetable garden instead? Or slabs. No, because then you got to put the slabs down. <laughs> Can you wait? I I know, I know. Can you get two goats, and then the goats will just like take care of it. And then you can eat that's them at Christmas. That's a really good idea. Eat them at Christmas, got... and then you get new goats next year. Okay, no, that's got... not a good idea. <laughs> You'd be got to feed the goats. And no, then clean the up goats after the goats. eat the lawn. Okay, but what about what happens when they've eaten the lawn? What do you mean? Then they fertilize the lawn. <laughs> just don't go on the lawn I fixed I just... it and then you name one goat Diego and one goat Costa well I wouldn't do that no right one hour right there's, one a, hour. there's a list I, Wait, I, I try is and... your wife a Chelsea fan Ryan hmm is your wife a Chelsea fan no I like her <laughs> she wow. sounds great Ryan, there's a very short list of jobs that are men jobs and jobs that are women jobs. And mowing the not lawn, true, Ryan. mowing the lawn yeah. is a man job. Ryan, is, is, is the other not... one taking out the bins. No, yeah. do not listen That's to him. And Chris, do not tell your children that. That is false. What is it? It's not. It's not. What yes. is it? What is it? A no list for man and all the list for women. Is that what you're saying, Jesse? It is the same list, friends. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry, I'm okay, telling that to my I'm... wife. She's never met a lawn. Just like there are no girl <laughs> colors and there are no boy colors. 
in the crayon box. You can use whatever colors you want. <laughs> God, you're such a this liberal whole, hippie. I, I think this whole thing, you've definitely come in as the teachers. <laughs> right, guys, thank you ever so much for listening. Um, any other business from anybody? It's a man's job, Brian. Any other business from anybody? <laughs> I've got my game ready for next week because I know we've run out of time this oh, week. So yeah. Oh, we, we have, haven't we? Yeah, time. We need to book some time in next week. Ryan, what do we need to study? I'm not going to tell you. That's sort of the, basically, it's effectively, I've stolen a bit of an idea from last year. It's not really a higher or a lower. It's just a, a which value is higher or, or who costs more or what costs more. Oh, my God. More. I'm going to have to go do math. Remind me to be busy next week. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. Ryan, if they want to follow you on Twitter, how do they do that? My handle is at the Ryan Goodman. Okay, Jesse, if you want to follow you, um, it's at Toby loves me the most all the time. No, it's not. If it's at, <laughs> at Jesse Loesch is okay. what it is. That was the hundred and forty characters. Yeah, you're one of those posh people, 280 characters now. Yes, and I I use it just to tell everyone that they could do whatever they want to do, whatever gender they are. That's it. Marry the man's a man's job. (laughs) No. (laughs) Maybe it's because I don't have a lawn. Maybe that's why. (laughs) Okay, uh, Man of the Post, I think uh, Ross and the guys are back from their sojourn to uh, Greece, I think it was. So there might be a show this Sunday. Uh, Manofpost.com is the website. At Manofpost is a Twitter and Instagram account. Uh, we are part of the World Football Index, which is at World Football on Twitter and WorldFootballIndex.com. Uh, we are always on the lookout for uh, new writers and new ideas on World Football Index, um, and we do a Patreon service as well, where the more you give, uh, the more we will give you in return. Um, I think that's absolutely it. Oh, if you like what you hear, you can rate and review us on iTunes. But apparently, uh, the best way to get us at the charts is by going to your nearest Apple store and subscribing. Uh, so if you have an iPhone, you can subscribe on your iPhone. Or like I say, Jesse, go to the Big Apple store and subscribe on there. Ryan, you've got one of those lesser models, haven't you? Yeah, I've got these newfangled Android phones that people use. Yeah. I saw one of those, <laughs> I saw one of those on Bogging Hunt. Um, oh. Yeah. <laughs> so you can always subscribe or follow on Acast or Podcast Republic on there. Uh, so thank you ever so much, guys. Thank you. Thank you. And always remember to keep your man on the post. <laughs>